was your day today? It's got to be a little brighter, right? Not a bad weekend. Badgers got a huge win. Packers get the win last night on Sunday night football. And uh, the Brewers get a couple. Uh, the Brewers wins the um, over the Yankees. Aaron Judge, by the way, just a machine. And uh, he's just having one of those epic seasons. Do I expect this out of Aaron Judge every year? No. Uh, but you kind of just enjoy it. Uh, as a baseball fan, I think you have to. Creeping up on Babe Ruth, creeping up on Roger Maris, all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, 88 wins on the season. And uh, he is uh, now sitting at, what, 59 home runs. So what an impressive year he's having. And that 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 alone drew a lot of people uh, to the ballpark this weekend, just to see the phenom that is. But the Brewers, uh, they just, they just it's like, you know, they're just treading water. Just treading water right now. Two games back behind Philadelphia. San Diego now has flip-flopped with Philadelphia. They've won three in a row while the Phillies have lost four straight. And the Brewers just kind of hanging in there. It's hanging in, hanging in there. It's 78 and 68. Ten games over 500. It's not bad, but it's not where you need to be, obviously. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, Badgers obviously get a big win. Now they've got Ohio State coming up on the docket. But the game last night, Aaron Rodgers and company, um, boy, oh, boy. Um, they could have blown. I, 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 I have not rewatched the game. I got home last night after uh, getting out of uh, Pambo, so to speak. I got out of there at about um, 12.30, quarter to 1. By the time I got home, and I've been on the road now eight days. By the time I got home last night, it was about 2.30, quarter to 3. And I had to unpack the car and get the studio equipment up and and the whole deal. I think I got to bed about 4.30. And then the phone started ringing this morning at about 7.30. So I ended up shutting it off, which was a mistake because my alarm then went on silent. And had it not been for the fact that I did not close the blinds in my bedroom, I might still be sleeping. Uh, so uh, I ended up with one eye popping up, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I got to get up." And so I'm running a little bit, uh, running a little ragged today. It may sound like it too. It's not, I'm not sick, and just just more tired than anything. It's kind of like a night that you go out drinking, and you're not sick, but you you've been drinking, you smoked a cigar, you've been screaming in a bar. That's kind of how I feel today. It's kind of that day. Then you're well aware of that feeling, aren't you? Oh, yes. I had that feeling very much so yesterday morning after <laughs> indulging heavily on Saturday. Good weekend, though. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I It obviously was a little sloppy on the Packers side. There were a couple of mistakes. Right. I don't know if we could have asked for much more of a bounce back, though, generally. No, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I, uh, regarding the Packers and their offense, they got it going. They discovered the run. 38 touches between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones last night when Aaron Jones got a total of eight in the game against Minnesota. Now, I'll say this, and and there were people last night saying, you got to ride them, got to ride them to a championship. No, they got to be a part of a championship. Because you're going to run into teams. Next week, you're going to run into a very staunch defense who can stop the run, and they proved that again yesterday. Uh, And they also baited uh, numerous times Jameis Winston into bad throws. Now, Jameis Winston also has a million-dollar arm in the 10-cent head analogy uh, where at times he had opportunities and just didn't take them. He chose to throw it into <laughs> – one time he threw it into quadruple coverage and, and then threw his hands in the air like, what? And it's just like you cannot be that stupid. There are some people that do things, and 
you look at them and go, how, what, what were you thinking? And they go, what? Like they're right. And it's like, no, you're really wrong. Everybody can see you're wrong. Your stupidity is on display for everyone to witness. And the fact that you don't get it says either one, you are unbelievably stupid. Two, you never will, which is a character flaw. Because the ability to admit you're wrong gives you the ability to learn. So I, I wonder if Jameis Winston, because he was good under Sean Payton, or at least got better. And I wonder if he's going to revert back to the old Jameis Winston, just throwing it up to throw it up, thinking he can you know, kind of win the world over and see what happens there. But Tampa Bay and Tom Brady ends up getting a win. But I, I just I, I don't think the, the Packers can just pound it left, right, left, right, left, right. I think what they did was a lot of motion. You had a lot of Christian Watson, a lot of Romeo Dobbs in motion. You had a lot of just you're dragging guys across the field. You're watching defenses. You're watching them drop into a zone. You understand where the pockets are going to be. You're revealing things with guys in motion. And what I thought they did brilliantly on a couple of calls yesterday was, especially the Sammy Watkins crossing pattern, was they had run that play a couple of times prior. And every time they tossed the ball wide, to either Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, and they ran the ball to the left side, set Sammy Watkins up in the slot on the right, ran the ball to the left, drug the defense, and two times I had noted, I, I went back and checked my tweets, two times I had noted uh, that, that Watkins was open. And I'm thinking, what are they? And then finally, aha, aha, everything sets something up. Then sure enough, he gets that, uh, that scamper down the middle, and there's Sammy Watkins wide open, big first down. Uh, for the Packers. So uh, I thought yesterday everything came together. It was their own self-inflicted wounds, for lack of a better term, that really kind of prevented them from blowing the Bears out. The Bears are not a good football team. You know, Justin Fields is a one-man show, and it's it's it, he's not he, – he's, he is what I thought he was. He can th- he can throw the ball when he's got good when he's got time and he's got some guys open. He can throw the ball. He can wing it, uh, but he is a guy that is going to look to run. He is now he's only in his second year, and I got to give him a little bit of a, a growth period. But he's he's proving to be what I thought he was a very athletic quarterback. And the term athletic is a connotation to it, it's a negative. It's not a positive. He's an athletic quarterback because he can do a lot of things, but he doesn't do a lot of things as a quarterback really well. He's a better running back than he is a quarterback. And I think that was a little bit on display last night. Not to, not to say that uh, the Bears you know, gave him a lot of help because uh, you didn't have a lot of guys wide open, but there were times that he had checkdowns. He just didn't take them and didn't see them. He just flat out didn't see him. He was a two-read guy. Boom to the left, boom to the right, and then right back to the, back, right back to the left, and then take off. Whereas Rodgers, there was one or two times, and I know uh, we got into some Twitter wars yesterday. I shouldn't say that. I we just you know people's opinions differ. We'll say, but what I said was that uh, Rodgers didn't have anybody to throw to, and people said, "Oh my God, yes, he did." No, he didn't. He did have people. There were people open for a split second, but in that period of time, Rodgers is now preparing to get hit as the pocket collapsed early on in that ball game. He had Lazard. He had Sammy Watkins. He had Romeo Dobbs. Guys that broke open 
for that split second, but they weren't open long enough to make really a, a play. But you watched Rogers' head. Boom, 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 boom. He went through four reads, like looked into the hole where things are supposed to happen. And four reads, and then went back and realized the pocket was collapsing. And that was within a second or two. That's what's so impressive about Rodgers and the mentality going to the line of scrimmage versus a guy like Justin Fields. Now, maybe Fields will get it down the road. I don't think so because I didn't see him go through those progressions when he was at Ohio State. But it was just to watch the difference in quarterback play, to watch the difference in the ability to read the situation, it's like watching high school versus pros. It, it, it just is. It just is. But the Packers going to win. But had it not been for – and Rodgers, how about this? After the game, because everybody was saying, was that Rodgers' fault on that handoff to A.J. Dillon? And I even said on the air, I said, I, it looked like it was Rodgers' fault. It did. But Rodgers is so rarely wrong, it's very difficult for me to go, yeah, that's on Aaron Rodgers. But last night he comes out he said, yeah, I screwed that up. I went the wrong way. I screwed it up. That doesn't happen very often. Not that, you know, circle is a big red warning sign because it'll probably never happen again, you know, but it's just, it was an oddity. And then obviously Josh Myers, you know, going with the snap count on one rather than two, uh, that was a bit of a uh, a snafu. And, and that really kind of spoiled the second half for the Packers, who only had a few drives in the second half. That was it. So, but a good game. Good game. Defense, uh, after getting just dump trucked in the opening drive, came back three straight, three and outs. They gave up a total, I think, of about three yards in those drives collectively, uh, if you take the penalty uh, in there as well. So they did extremely well. Uh, and I thought that uh, overall uh, the defense played pretty well. Do they have, you know, obviously, um, do they have more to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought some of the arm tackling in the second half was was back to poor. Um, some of the fundamental things that I think this team could be, would be, should be doing, uh, I, I think are still to be desired. But I think overall it was it was it, it got better, and they got into a rhythm in the defensive front more so than anything. Let me say this too: I I was driving home last night. I'm listening, and it was driving me nuts. There were people talking about Rashawn Gary. Okay, let me let me let me say this. And you know, if you've ever listened to me, that I've had, um, I, I didn't think he was going to be a good pick when they picked him. I have since completely changed my tune, and I have said it on the air numerous times. So I'm not suddenly jumping on the bandwagon. I followed this progression to becoming a really solid player along the way. Rashawn Gary last night, people say, well, he wasn't in the mix. He was just standing there. And, and, and then I'm listening to one of these other radio stations. They're talking about, well, you know, give it time. He'll show up. He's had this propensity. I'm like, whoa, do you know what the hell you're talking about? Rashawn Gary did twice where he wasn't involved in the play. He wasn't involved in the play. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. What was that? Set the edge. Don't let Justin Fields get outside. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He stood up the offensive lineman, danced him around the outside, did not allow a cutback lane or an, or an ability to get around the outside for Justin Fields, or Montgomery for that matter, did exactly what he was supposed to do. He stymied his guy, he stood him up, he held him right there. 
at the point of attack. And that hole then opened up, which should have been filled by a linebacker or a safety or even a transferring, stunting defensive lineman coming to that side of the field. Twice he did it to perfection. He wasn't a part of the play. He statistically didn't matter, but he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Why? Because they didn't want to let Justin Fields get on the outside. Because a couple of times he did crash down. He did go ahead and make a play for the quarterback. He did go ahead and think that he could get the bull rush. He got burned. So sometimes you can look at Rashawn Gary and go, you know what? He's not really doing much. But watch him. Watch what he's supposed to do. Sometimes you can look like you're getting blocked, but really what you're doing is allowing yourself to get it blocked into a position of effectiveness. Coaches will call it that. Your position of effectiveness. That's where you go. If you need to be the guy that cuts off the, the, the end and forces him up, be that guy. You're not going to get a tackle. You're not going to get a stat. But guys inside that film room are going to know it. You did exactly what you're supposed to do because there's the hole, which means Devondre Campbell or Clay Walker or anybody else that's filling the middle is supposed to come, stand right in that hole, plant their hips, and go, come to me, baby, and take them down. That's the way it works. So I'm coming home last night. I'm listening to people just rip Quay Wa- or, uh, rip uh, uh, Rashawn Gary. And I'm like, wait a minute. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And you're criticizing the guy because he wasn't, you know, loading up on tackles? So I, I thought that was interesting, an interesting perspective last night. And don't forget, he did get a sack last evening as well. But I thought that was an interesting perspective. He did have a couple of plays that, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But he, <laughs> but there was nobody that was perfect. You, you can point out a play and go, yeah. That he got he got blown up. I'm sure you can. I'm sure every player gets blown up. It happens. But if you can only point to one, that's not a bad day at the office, right there. Unless, of course, that's the you know game winning score or something like that. So eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Give us a shout. You choose to do so. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. But I thought Rashawn Gary played a pretty solid game. So for those that were coming after him last night, uh, no. I, 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 he, I think he was pretty solid. So there you go. Uh, what else do we got for you? If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Hit us up on Facebook, Facebook fan page, Facebook uh, Bud Light Livestream going right now. Uh, that's The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook. Find us on YouTube, Bill Michaels Show on YouTube, on Twitch TV. Uh, email the program. The Bill Michaels, the, T-H-E, Bill Michaels, at gmail.com, the Bill Michaels at gmail.com. You can find us on the website, thebillmichaels.com as well. Uh, and, again, we are on YouTube, we are on Twitch, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook, many of the different platforms. You can always watch the program there as well. Ben, I want to get your text uh, or takeaways from what uh, you witnessed last night as well. We'll get into that discussion. Also, uh, for those of you over on the Bud Light live stream, we'll start to get some of your commentary. And so much more. So much more. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show on this Victory Monday, we can call it, as the Packers get a win over the uh, Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears uh, on one of the stations down in Chicago always call it Victory Monday, Chicken Monday. So we'll kind of steal that. Even though I hate that, I hate kind of, you know, taking anything from Chicago. But i gotta, I got to be honest. Anytime you beat Chicago, it is so much sweeter on a Monday, isn't it? It just is. I don't know why, but it just is. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Field, Rice Lake, Menominee, all our good friends listening to us on WDUZ, both AM and FM, Platteville, Shawano, Clintonville, saw Greg and the gang at WJJQ up in Tomahawk over the weekend, had a great time. So welcome on to the uh, network for everybody, everybody. Joining us now on the on the hotline is our buddy Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, breaking down the, uh, the Green Bay Packers and the win yesterday. Eric, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I got a question for you. For most yes. listeners, do you think they even know where rule play is? Um, if they listen to this show, they do. Otherwise, I don't think people throw darts at it on a map. But it is a, it, <laughs> no. it is a hidden gem, especially around Christmas time, because the whole town just kind of comes out for their Christmas celebration and all the little storefronts and everything open up, and it's just such a cool place, and I love going there. But uh, but yeah, you're right. It's 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 not a it's not a mecca. It's not a metropolis. But nevertheless, it's no. still a, a fun would, space with good people. I would suggest anybody that's got nothing better to do on a Saturday afternoon before the Badger game or after the Badgers play, take that ride, man. That is yep. that is some just beautiful country. It, you know, oh, that's another for couple sure. weeks when the leaves. Oh gosh. Yeah. We'll be giving the yep. quick trip some business, filling up. Yep, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, I, I want to go back to something that Matt LaFleur stated, and, and it kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit when he said last night that we don't win that game without Elton Jenkins. A couple of things came to mind. One is that it's just good to have him back. He's giving him you know, some props and praise for you know working his way back into it after what we've seen uh, David Bakhtiari go through. Secondly, he could be also saying, Juice, uh, the, the backup plan we had just did not work and was kind of an epic fail. But it also means that you've got a trust factor and you can do some different things or maybe you can open up the playbook more or maybe you can just you know kind of get back into your comfort zone of play calling and you don't have to keep tight ends in. You don't have, you know, he can kind of go on his own island once he gets his feet under him. It, one of the three, or maybe a mixture thereof, I think, was the statement. Give me your thoughts. Well, they, with him out there, obviously, just having him on the field makes it better. But now you're kicking your bet. So with him at right tackle, and now you got Newman at right guard. That's a big upgrade from Hanson, and that uh, that proved to be a pretty big. Uh, uh, statement last night and you could tell that I mean that wasn't Elton Jenkins that we remember but we got to remember this is his first live action so some of his angles were a little bit shallow um he's a little bit slow and on, on his on his kick and he's playing right tackle so uh, a little bit different so he's a little slow on his pass uh, his, his initial kickback on the pass block uh, but not bad but what really there were times where he was just mauling guys downfield and I think importantly, it made he was able because if you watch the game, they ran a lot of sweeps or a lot of variation mm-hmm. of the sweep where they're pulling guard or more importantly, the, the one that was really effective when they pulled the center and the guard. Uh, so that's like the old Packers sweep. Instead of pulling two guards, they pulled the center and a guard. But when you have that, when you're running it to the right and you can doubt, you can be comfortable that that right tackle is going to down block on that defensive tackle. That is a huge uh, thing for you to do because you got to have time for those big boys to get up and around the corner 
And if that defensive tackle gets penetration, now it throws off the track from the guys who are pulling, like primarily the center. And if that doesn't happen, that's bad. And the other part of it is if, he, if that guy is going to evaporate, like basically he's going to take himself out of the play and go inside. Now he's got to, now his, his read is to go up and get a, a backer, and he's got to be physical enough and confident enough that you can stop that backer so he's not undercutting the play and making the play in the hole. Uh, before he can get around the corner. So I really, I, I, that was a really big, it was really good to see him out there. Um, and you just see him kind of, kind of, you know, I think, you know, last night was, you know, the first game back and, and probably the first game of live action. And he looked pretty good. And I think it's only going to go uphill from here. I mean, that it, 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 it's pretty good. I, you really like his athleticism. And that was the one thing that you really were, 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 you know, looking at it as well, is he going to be really slow? I don't think he was slow. I don't think he was slow off the ball. But I, I just think it was game speed. You know, his, his angles sometimes were a little shallow, and I thought that sometimes he wasn't quite – his balance wasn't always there, but I think I think he's going to be just fine. It's, so really, go from uh, – uh, I was going to say go from one extreme to the next because it seemed to me like the middle portion of that offensive line, possibly Josh Myers, which also – when you start to get your butt handed to you, it also kind of takes away your concentration when he snapped the ball erroneously on uh, the first count rather than the second count. Uh, it seemed like he didn't have a great game yesterday. Well, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, right? And yeah, he had some some plays. You know, he had the first uh, the first drive there where uh, Jones, you know, swam under. That was a guy Jones was making a play. He swam over the top, he back door to block, and swam it over and got a you know a minus yard play. Or minus two yards on the play. Those ones stick out. The bad snap sticks out. But one of the things that you, that that um, the key to that running game was their guard center guard combination. Whether it's pulling or they were just uh, uh, you know when they do their inside zone stuff or they're bouncing to the backer, I thought was you know really good. You take you know so you got to take the good with the bad. I, I going into the game that was one of the things that um, I had pointed out that's going to be really important for this for the running game was because they got Blackson, they got Jones and they got Roquan Smith. That's a pretty good triangle there that you got to have, you got to be able to block. And I thought for the most part, they did a pretty good job. And that's where some of the, some of the stuff uh, was really good up front. And also you got to, how many teams can have an athletic enough center that you can pull? Not very many. And that guy was pulling. And not only did he just get around the corner and fall down, he made plays. He made blocks downfield and some pretty big blocks. Like on that touchdown run that Aaron Jones had on the sweep to the to the. It was in the second quarter when they were driving from the left to the right. Um, that that play. That's not a touchdown if if uh, Myers doesn't pick up that backer or that safety that was there. So he comes around the corner. You had a really good block in there. You had a great down block from seven from seventy four. You had 13 who cracked Roquan Smith, and then you got Josh Myers. You had a kick out from from um, Newman, and Josh Myers is running up there to safety, who's coming into the alley. He picks him off, and you know, he score a touchdown, a 15-yard touchdown. That's good stuff. What people see is they see the 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 backdoor play that Jones made for the tackle in the backfield, the the bad snap. Some of those kind of things. I don't, you know, I will disagree with anyone that says that he had a poor, uh, uh, you know, he's a B, that was a B minus game. That wasn't a poor game uh, whatsoever by that guy. I uh, I go to the defensive side of the football, and we were talking a little bit about Rashawn Gary, and I'm coming home last night, I was listening, 
And there was uh, some people calling in and saying, well, where is he? Is he getting pushed around? And there was a couple of times where he was out of the play. But I said, look, when I watched Rashawn Gary last night specifically, he was setting the edge. He was making because the, the big fear was that if you allow Justin Fields to get outside and run wild, that's exactly what he's going to do, and he's going to torch you. So what he did was set the edge on numerous occasions. And there were times he just manhandled, got on the inside with a, a a stunt or what have you, or just a good move, and he got to the quarterback or got to the running back. But for the most part, when I was watching him, if he wasn't involved in the play, he was doing exactly what I thought he was supposed to be doing, and that was setting the edge. Well, a lot of times you can be the player of the game and not even make a tackle just by how you're setting up your team and playing good team defense. Um, now there was the one play where it was, you know, he got Montgomery five yard. It was a five yard loss in the third quarter there um, coming out of the shoot. And, you know, he made a really good play. He took a chance and made a good play by ripping underneath and going up and, and beating that guy underneath. And maybe he doesn't make that play that, you know, that, that ball goes for quite a ways, but he made a good play, but you're right. he, what, one of the things earlier in his career he was not good at was keeping his – when he had contained or when he had he was supposed to have leverage on the edge, he didn't always do a real good job of keeping his outside arm or outside leg free uh, so that you can, you know, send off a block and, and get to the guy, at least stretch it out to the sideline until the good guys come and make the tackle. Those were some things that happened last night that were really good. You know, so the running game, I, he, I don't think he was a major liability. I mean, everyone's going to get stuck on occasion. You know, Quay, Quay Walker was, you know, some of those runs that went for, for big yards, he's got a big bullseye on his chest when he goes in to watch uh, uh, team team breakdown of the film today. He he did he, he really did not show up last night. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette uh, and breaking down the film from last evening. Now, they had some gaps, but I, I think if they don't uh, create the self-inflicted wounds with Rodgers turning them in the wrong direction and uh, fumbling the handoff to A.J. Dillon, and then in addition to that, Josh Myers snapping the ball and uh, count one rather than count two, I think if one of those drives or both of those drives, uh, both of those incidents don't happen, I, th- I think they blow them out. I think this game becomes a blowout at Lambeau Field last night because the Packers had all the momentum. But those now the defense did not get off the field very well in uh, the third and fourth quarter, only for the fact that they only had a couple of drives, offensively speaking. So I don't think the defense necessarily did their job. It's almost like they took their foot off the gas a little bit. But uh, I think if they don't turn the ball over, I think they blow them out last night. Do you agree? I totally agree. And I think you're right, too. I think, you know, when you were watching the game in that series in the fourth quarter, you could just kind of tell that it was, you know, they were kind of, you know, they, they, you're right. They took the foot off the gas until that goal line stand. But um, that was just a, 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 you know, but again, there were a lot of gaps where, you know, you're, you're looking at a team that's got a big running back in Leonard Fournette whose forte is running at, you know, B gaps, A gaps. They got to, they, they better light their hair on fire a little bit in practice this week because if they could, if they go out and do that again, then first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm going to run a, a lead. I'm going to run a B-gap lead, and quarterback's going to come under center. Tom Brady's going to say, all right, there's number seven. We are going to run right at him, and we're going to run away from him because he does not like to get out. He likes to get underneath blocks. So if I need a big play in the running game, I'm going to run. I'm going to make my decision if I'm going to run at him or run away from him. Either way, you're in good, you're in good shape because he comes. He undercuts blocks. So, he, you know, even plays where it could be a three- or four-yard play goes for 12, 
because he's on the backside of a block rather than climbing over the top and getting in there at, at a three or four yard loss. So as quick as he is and as fast as he is, he is just not very physical. And you saw him thinking last night and you saw him flat footed on occasion. Um, that play, that touchdown, or that, that play that didn't go for a touchdown, that field went and dove for the pylon. If he's not, <clears throat> he's not flat footed at the one yard line and continually uh, moving with the quarterback, that play is probably a lot closer to the two yard line or the three yard line than it was to the pylon there. So some of those things are going to get, they need to clean up if they're going to be uh, effective stopping the run going forward. Well, that was going to be my next question. Going forward, you're going to face a pretty good team. They've got Leonard Fournette. They can run the football. Obviously, Tom Brady is so much better than Justin Fields. And I, I Justin Fields is turning into, uh, over the first couple of games anyway, what I thought he was. He's He can throw the ball if he's got time, if he's got some guys that are open. But more so, he's athletic. He wants to take off and run. He's not a necessarily a pocket presence passer. And I don't know if he's ever going to be because he's never really shown that propensity. So now you face a, an entirely different team going back to a tough defense, going back to a, a, a team that likes to run the football when they can. They don't want to put it all on Tom Brady. So what do they need to do better this week going into this game, in your opinion? Well, it's going to start with the linebackers. I mean, we saw what I think is an anomaly in uh, Campbell missing some plays that he probably normally would bring the ball carrier down. So some of that I'm attributing to it being – basically the second preseason game for the for a lot of the starters on defense because you can simulate game speed and all that stuff but you can't sim- you can try to is what I'm meaning to say but you can't you can't simulate it in practice and you got to get out there in the field and you got to you know because the angles are different right you know so when things when the when the game's on the bright lights are on you know everybody's a little bit quicker than they are in practice and you got to be able to account for that and they, if they will um so I'm hoping that what we saw last night was a uh, aberration. It wasn't going to be the norm, with, you know, because Campbell missed some some plays that he probably normally wouldn't miss. Um, and then seven is going to have to be a lot better. He's going to have to be able to scrape over the top of blocks and just cut cut off run plays there. Um, I thought the D line played uh, fairly good, and if you watch that goal line stand, if you're a D line coach, you're mm-hmm. that's about as good as it gets. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's got their heads below their below the um, the offensive lineman you got no push I mean that was really good stuff um, so I think the reality is is it's going to come down to to the play of the inside linebackers if they're going to be successful you know stopping the run and Fournette's a load so they're they're really going to have to put their chin guard on and, and get after it one more thing before I let you go we saw Romeo Dobbs uh, and Christian Watson a lot of motion last night not a lot of action um, at what point, do, and, you know, and there were times that they were open. So give me your thoughts on both of their play thus far. And I, I guess the next question is, when do you see them really being utilized in the offense more? Well, it's going to have to happen sooner than later because you can't keep, you know, as much as you want to uh, use your running backs, you know, I think 15 to 18 touches for Aaron Jones is about where you want to be. You know, because it's a 17-game season, and we got a bunch of playoff games after that. So I think that's probably about as much of a workload. Maybe 20 touches a game would probably be the high end of it. The good thing about Aaron Jones is he doesn't get brought down. I mean, you never see him taking too many big hits because he's kind of slippery. So my point being is that you saw it a little bit with the screen pass to Dobbs, um, where he made that 20-yard, where he got 20 yards on that. That's that's pretty good, and you saw Christian Walker was taking the end around twice, uh, 
the first one went for nine. The second one, he made a mistake and cut inside too far, and he only got a yard on it. He keeps that down to the – he tries to get to the sideline, and he's going upfield. But to get, they're going to need to start playing teams. They need to start doing some stuff downfield because you saw what the Bears were doing. They were doing, uh, you know, they were playing like a two shell, um, and then late they would bring down the other safety. So they had effectively a lot of times they had eight guys in the box, and that's why the Packers were successful getting it to the outside because they were able their their line and their their receivers were blocking good, so they could get to the corner. What they're going to need to do. I think it's going to start throwing those guys uh, uh, some balls, probably more vertical balls, because you saw on the one uh, pass play in the first quarter with um, with Dobbs, the ball, he, he breaks from his cut, and the ball is, like, already there. He didn't have any clue the ball was coming. You know, it was too little too late. So it's just the little things, the little timing things, when to turn your head, um, where to sit down in the zone. Uh, you saw Sammy Watkins twice last night be able to get down in the zone and be, do a, find the spot and do a really good job. Uh, those are some of the things that it's going to have happen, and I think it's probably going to have to start vertically to get some pressure downfield because otherwise teams that have a better secondary are just going to sit there with eight men in the box and say, run it. Mm-hmm. Eric, always good stuff, man. Good breakdown. We'll talk about it a little bit more later in the week, and I appreciate it as always, pal, okay? Yeah, you guys have a great week. You too, buddy. There you go. Eric Baranchek, Green Bay Press Gazette. You can find him at Eric Baranchek1 over on Twitter. And uh, he joins us and breaks down a lot of the film and what he sees as the Green Bay Packers get a win over the Chicago Bears yesterday, go to 1-1 one and one on the season. And it's all about the dubs. That's it. 27-10 to 10 was the uh, the final last night at Lambeau Field. By the way, I was talking about uh, the Prada Adidas kicks that Aaron Rodgers uh, was wearing walking into the game yesterday that set the fashion world on fire, I guess. Uh, I, I don't really give uh, two blanks about it, but apparently other people do. So uh, some people wanted to see what they look like. I posted them. If you find them on Twitter over in the Facebook fan page, you can find them both there. Um, thank God he did take off the foot fanny packs, though. Uh, that I'm happy about. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.